Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Well, Marinella, I hope that neither of us kicks the bucket soon, but this week we're talking about our bucket lists. Yes. Um, Who's Morgan Freeman and who's Jack Nicholson in this? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like I'm probably Jack Nicholson. He seems like the more crabby one, right? Oh, that's why I thought I'd be Jack Nicholson. I'm not sure. Oh. Morgan Freeman's just such an angel. So then I would be, I, I don't know if I'm the angel. Can we both be Jack Nicholson, the crabby one in the in this movie? Yeah, I guess so. That works. Have you actually seen the movie The Bucket List? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I have not. But oh, okay. that is where the term comes from. I want to start off talking about the origin of the term. I've uh, already, I've led with the, the giveaway. I was going to ask you if you knew where the uh, origin of the term began. From that movie? It is, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. So the the guy who uh, wrote or um, made that movie, ja- uh, Justin, I'm sorry, Justin Zach- Zackham. Anyways, he had a list called Justin's List of Things to Do Before I Kick the Bucket, and he shortened it to Justin's Bucket List, and then when he wrote the movie, he just called it The Bucket List. But I have this, like idea in my mind because it's such a popular term if you say bucket list to somebody everyone knows what that means Mm -hmm. and that movie came out in 2007 so it's it's partially mind-blowing to me that the term has become so popular in such a short amount of time but yeah that's actually the origin of the the term is that movie yeah i mean i would have thought it was like a going back like a decade or something or not a decade a century something crazy Right. I thought it would have, because I think the concept of bucket lists have existed longer than that. Like, I think people have thought about, like, a, a list of things to do before you die. But yeah, I guess that term is newer. Now, I did find that the term to kick the bucket, which means to die, has been around since, like, the 1700s. So maybe that's why in our brain, perhaps, we think bucket list has been around longer, because we know that phrase, to kick the bucket. So, Where did the phrase to kick the bucket come from? Like, what does what does that ooh, mean? That, Are we going um, too deep? <laughs> you know, I did kind of go down that path. It's a little disturbing. Like, so, uh, you know, I don't know, some sort of warning, trigger warning here. I guess it comes from a French term, which I don't have up right now, and I, I wouldn't probably be able to pronounce it correctly anyways. But... Back in the days when they would hang animals to slaughter, they had the way that they were hung, there'd be like a bucket as well there. I don't know if it was like to put blood in or parts in or something, but as the animal's dying, they would often kick the bucket as their like body kind of, you know, thrashed after they'd been like throat sliced. And so that's where the term to kick the bucket comes from. So are you regretting asking me this now? <laughs> this is a great time to pursue a vegan lifestyle at this point. <laughs> That's so sad, but I know. I mean, I guess, you know, and I and I might have gotten a little bit wrong on the technicalities, but it has to come it, it basically stems from like an old slaughterhouse practice where as, as the animal was dying, they would kick a bucket that was also on the the rings. Okay. I was hoping it was like um like medieval time war, I don't know, something to do with humans suffering, not animals. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
human suffering is totally acceptable, but I can take suffering that. Yeah, that's is, fine. I mean, isn't it so true though? You know, whenever I watch older, um, you know, like medieval type movies where they're on horseback riding and they're at war. I like do not bat an eye, shed a tear for any human that dies in it. But the second I see a horse go down, I'm like, waterworks. Yeah. Waterworks for that horse. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly the same. Anyways, we're getting off the rails. I know. I'm sorry. But after understanding the disturbing origin of To Kick the Bucket, uh, what does a bucket list mean to you? Like, you know, what what value does it have? What would you say the purpose is to you? Uh, let's, well, I think my, my version of a bucket list has changed. It used to be like, um, a bucket list was things I needed to like go and see or do or like kind of very external stuff where now as a a more of a bucket thing, I think they're more, um, everyday things that I haven't quite achieved. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Like more of like an internal bucket list. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think I have more of a mix. I do agree with you. When I was younger, it was very much all experience-based. And I still do have a lot of experiences on my list, things that I you know, want to experience before I die. But I also have things that are maybe not... It's more things I can accomplish, like work on personally and meet some sort of internal value or goal I have. I have a lot mm-hmm. more of those on my list than I used to. Yeah. Me too. I also found online, like, when people were talking about, you know, what a bucket list mean to them, um, a lot of people were saying it's a way to avoid regrets. And I don't know if you can necessarily say it avoids regrets, but I get what people are getting at with, you know, it helps you refocus on what your priorities are in life. And, you know, if you've got something that's really meaningful to you, what are you doing toward crossing that off your list yeah and when are you starting to you know pursue the things on the bucket list are you I mean because if if you have a bucket list and you're like well I'll wait till year whatever and I'll take care of that you don't want to be like Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman when they created their bucket list right they were both terminally ill yeah spoiler alert on the movie but if you haven't seen it then over 10 years then your name is elizabeth hathaway i mean (laughs) right and i'm totally okay with being spoiled because i've done it to myself by not seeing it sooner (laughs) yeah well before you and i kick off our bucket list items i wanted to run by you some very popular ones and just get your take on them so are they something that's on your list something that you've done something that you would never do or want to put on your list These are very experience-based, and I think that that's what most people tend to put on their bucket list, so Mm -hmm. not, I guess, totally surprising. Um, First one here, skydiving. Um, I've done skydiving, and... You have? I don't know if I know this. Please tell the story. Yeah. um, When was it? I don't know. It was probably around, I don't know, 2000. 13 I, I can't remember time it, it was a time prior mm-hmm. to now that I'd bought Ariel and I a gift card to go skydiving for her birthday which I don't really know if she wanted but I was like look what I got gotcha. you and we went and did um, a skydive in, in Zephyr Hills 
All right. Well, now that you've told the story, I do totally remember that you mm-hmm. both did this. I'd forgotten. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, a couple of us had talked about going skydiving, that trip we took to Key West when we were, you weren't quite 21. We talked about this uh, in one of our Pride Month episodes, because I said it was my first drag show was in Key West during that trip. We had talked about maybe going skydiving over the Keys, but the day that we would have been able to do it was really cloudy and overcast, and I don't think they were going to be taking the planes up, so we didn't end up doing it. Um, Part of me wants to very much do it, but I'm terrified of heights. Like, I'm terrified of riding up an escalator where the sides are glass, and I can see that I'm a couple of flights up, like in a mall. Oh. You know, what am I going to do with a plane that's like 10,000 feet in the air? Yeah. And that's re- that's actually just the worst part of it is that ride up. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And and the float, and the, the ride up. And in my experience, the float down. So most of the experience was not. <laughs> <laughs> so the only part that was enjoyable was the couple of seconds of free fall is what yeah, you're telling like the, me. The, and this may be a personality problem or a defect of mine, but like the feeling of just completely falling was amazing. Just high speed, adrenaline, wonderful. But pulling that chute and floating gracefully down was the end of both of us, actually. I think we both got pretty sick from going from like all that adrenaline of falling and just feeling that to just like. And just oh like a like motion down. sickness yeah like i have i think i have a picture of ariel maybe i'll share it later uh on the gram um but yeah. she is quite quite yellow in it or pale she she when she hits the ground she she just looks like nah girl why did you take me up there <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you take dramamine everyone before you jump out of if you've got skydiving that, on your bucket list that could have been it yeah yeah, All it's right. it's it's an acceptable bucket list thing. I've done it. I I would say it's worth trying. Mm. All right. Well, let me hit you with the next one. Climb Mount Everest. You better know what the fuck you're doing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it would be cool though. Yeah. I so here's the thing. I actually always thought it was cool. Have you ever seen any of the Everest documentaries that uh talk about like the Nepali Sherpas that usually go up with people? No, no. It's interesting to, I, I, I'll have to, if I can, um, I'll link a couple of them. There's one on Netflix. Um, there's one or two on Netflix. There's like 14 Peaks is one of them. And then I think the Al, Alpinist or something like that is another one too. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, 14 Peaks follows one of the Nepali Sherpas who has gone up to Everest many times, and his goal was to climb all the 14 highest peaks in the world because they're all above, I think it's like 8,000 kilometers of elevation or something. Anyways, there's like 14 peaks in the world that are all in the Himalayas that are above a certain point of elevation. And there's been a handful of people in history that have climbed all of them but it's taken them like years and years and years and this guy did it in one climbing season it's like insane um but in it they talk a lot about you know how the sherpas are kind of poorly paid for the work they do and it's really dangerous um right and they're the ones who are usually 
carrying up all the supplies. So like usually if you go to Everest, you hire them. They carry all of your stuff up the mountain and then you just like go up the mountain and take pictures. Um, But one of them also took an image of the trash people left behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's kind of sad to see. Um, Yeah. And then I think another one took a picture of there's like a it went viral a couple years ago. And it shows like the line to the peak because so many people do it now with the help of Sherpas that like they all get up there. There's a line of like 50 people waiting to take their picture at the peak, which is just kind of, I don't know. It's not how I imagined the top of Everest to be. I thought I'd be like all alone with the few people I climbed with, not in a line like I'm yeah, about to get it, on. Yeah, Pirates I guess. Of the Caribbean. It, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Or some Disney ride. I don't know. That was yeah. the first one that came into my head. That's a great ride. I think it's gone. Um, yeah, I don't think that people anticipated that it would become an actual massive bucket list achievement. They were probably like, I really would strive for this. Surely nobody else would want to do this. But yeah. Yeah. I went to Vertical Ventures a couple times recently. Oh, that's um, just like climbing Everest, I think. It was, it might as well have been for me. I'll tell you that much. That shit was hard, and I would have taken one of those Sherpas in an, in an instant. Right? They're, uh, they're apparently lifesavers up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if anything, I'd be more interested in going to Everest Base Camp. That's not climbing all the way up. That's just like the base camp, but it's still kind of a track and like a thing to do but I, I I don't really know that summiting any mountain is on a bucket list for me yeah I don't know either I've done some some mountain hikes and gotten shuttled to the top of something in Colorado and it was beautiful um, but I didn't I didn't know about the hiking part I guess yeah. if I were had to climb 14,000 feet into elevation hmm. not yeah. maybe not Maybe not. Maybe not. Sarah, our friend Sarah, her one of her bucket list items is to do the entire Appalachian Trail, like walk the whole trail, which is kind of cool. Oh, she could do that. I could see her doing that. Yeah, she's done parts of it before. Like, I don't think she has a plan to necessarily do it all in one leg, just at some point or another have done every part of the trail. That's more achievable, I think. Yeah, as long as, long as you're committed to walking, you're yeah. good. All right, next popular bucket list item for your hot take, see the Northern Lights. Oh, I really do want to see that. That is one of my bucket list items. Hmm. But it's really hard to see, I think. I don't think it's as common as we we believe it to be. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it has to be a combination of being obviously far enough north that you see them, but then that they just have to happen when you're there. Mm-hmm. I have seen them once. When I lived in Vermont, they're... So some years the lights are more prominent than others. I think so many, I don't know, I'm not a astronomist. <laughs> I don't know all the things. That you are affects. an astrologist now, though. I am an astrologist, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know all the things that affect the, you know, how prominent the lights are. But I know at least at one point when we lived in northern Vermont, they were enough that you know, that we could see them from our backyard. And it's one of the few memories I have as a kid is like laying on the backyard and seeing the Northern Lights. 
However, I would really like to see them again because it's like I have this memory of like my understanding of them at five years old. And I think now that I have a little more respect for the, you know, nature and it's mystique that I would enjoy them a bit more and maybe, I don't know, have a more accurate memory of them. I very yeah. much remember the lights kind of dancing across the sky. Like, that's how five-year-old me registered them. See, I would never think you could see them in Vermont. I would just assume it was like everyone's going to Iceland to see them, right? And Yeah, or Norway I'm sure, is a popular Yeah, place. I'm sure they're like, please stop coming here for these northern lights. Yeah. They're probably like, just go to Vermont. <laughs> There's a place in Norway where I think you can lay um it's like you're in an igloo but the top is all glass so you can you know lay and look up at the sky and if the northern lights are there you'll see them from your it's not a hotel it's like a little ice bungalow if you will that's pretty badass i think i would i would enjoy that a lot only because of the photography possibility and and that's part of it for me where i'm like do I want to see the northern lights or do, do I just want to take a photograph that actually captures that? Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, I've got one more on the popular bucket list items, and that is African safari. No, I've been to Bush Gardens. I'm good. I don't know. <laughs> Same difference. Same difference. <laughs> they took them from there. I don't know. No, I mean, I guess that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know why this one has never really interested me. I want to go to Africa, but not necessarily do a safari. Maybe people, you know, listeners who have been on a safari can can chime in on our gram or email. Let us know if it's worth it. Because I just, I don't know, I don't see the appeal in it. I mean, I think it's cool, but I've also watched Planet Earth. Yeah. Maybe it goes back to that like thing or like are we are we now fucking with the animals too much if we're all wanting to go on safari to see them? I don't know. It's it's getting yeah. to be like too much. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's a good point. Hmm. Well, uh I figure on our bucket list we can split it into things that we've already crossed off or accomplished and yeah. things we still have left to do. So do you have something that you have crossed off? that was on your bucket list? I mean, I think I have one that we've both crossed off, which is to create a creative, to have a creative outlet. And here it is. Oh, I mean, yes. I've definitely been looking for that. And I'd never thought it was going to be something like this. I always mm -hmm. thought it was going to be like physical art, mm -hmm, like photography mm -hmm. or, I don't know, just making shit. But yeah, this I knew I wasn't musical good. from a very young age. So this, <laughs> but... But I have things to say. People have been entertained by me. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm glad that it's not just me and our group of friends that are entertained, that you're bringing it to the masses now. Um, yeah. I'm with you, though. This has been a great creative outlet. As we know from the handful of times I've attempted to sing a tune on this podcast, I am tone deaf and cannot carry a tune and I'm not very musically inclined so this is a great creative outlet and it has opened up other creative outlets I started drawing after doing this podcast yeah there you go yeah so was that one of your bucket list items as well or is it just you're just nodding in agreement with mine 
nodding in agreement with yours. Okay. I didn't have it listed. Here's the thing about me, confession time. I kind of, my bucket list seems to always be an evolving thing. So if you had asked <laughs> me this question six months ago, it may have been slightly different responses. I think my biggest takeaway yeah. is like, I want to have a variety of experiences. I want to find different areas I like to grow in and make some movement in those areas, right? Like, and that, that changes through time. So definitely, I didn't explicitly have it, but I agree with you that okay. it's something I've had as a goal for a while. Okay, nice. So what's one of your bucket lists? Well, this is also, I guess, a pretty popular one. Um, run a marathon, which I did. Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah. In Chicago, I was right? Chicago, 2013. I was there. I finished. I, uh, yeah. It's funny because, you know, we, we have some friends who have run multiple marathons. And the common advice I got, not just from some of our friends, but almost everyone that I met while I was training for this marathon was, you're going to get the marathon bug. Like, you're going to fall in love with it, and this won't be your only marathon. And I was pretty sure that, no, I was only going to do one marathon. And I'd like to just say, now that we are almost 10 years out from my marathon, that I am confidently correct. I am never going <laughs> to run another one. I was a one and done, baby. Are you sure? I don't I'm know. Sure. Maybe it's just delayed. I'm sure. Did not get the yeah. bug. I don't know. I uh, I feel like a marathon would be tough. I've done a few, a few half marathons, and I never felt that pull to do the full, you know, as they say, like, oh, you're just going to want to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I can't walk tomorrow, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you should be proud that you did that because, I mean... Not not many people probably. What? How old were you at the time? Oh gosh, I I can't do that sort of math. Well, it was almost ten years ago, right? So yeah. I was like twenty. I was probably twenty eight, twenty nine when I did it. Twenty nine. Yeah, most people have given up by then. They're like, Nah, I'm good. I'm not eighteen <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Except when you get passed by like a seventy year old man who has a shirt on that's like, This is my fortieth marathon, and he's literally <laughs> passing you, and you're like, Cool. Yeah, cool, cool. yeah, I know that. Yeah, I will say though the the runner's high like after you complete is it's pretty great. And in the Chicago Marathon, I'm sure they do this in a lot of other marathons. You know, usually they give you a beer post race, but it's like a Mick Ultra because they're like you got to be healthy, right? You're into running, so I'm mm -hmm. like, no, no, I just ran miles and miles. Like, give me a real beer. So in Chicago Marathon, when you're still in the shoot, you know, where they're giving you like your water and you get your medal and bananas and stuff, they have um, 312 from Goose Island Brewery, which is a little, it's a little more well known now because it got Yeah, they have by, it in Florida for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anheuser-Busch. So 312 is pretty popular now. But anyways, you're in the shoot and they just, they hand you a 312. So you're like dehydrated as all get out and you're just like chugging a 312. So by the time you leave the shoot, you're like hammered and you're on your runner's high. It's a really great feeling. At, at the end of the marathon, right? Yes. Oh, oh, at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to get through hours of running to get to that point. Yeah. That sounds heavenly from somebody who hasn't had a drink in 200 plus days. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It is. Oh, geez. Um, um, all right. What else have you crossed off your bucket list? 
Um, I've crossed off sobriety. I mean, that's one thing that I always kind of knew I should probably do. And I've done it. And I, I can't really see myself going back. I mean, I know that's a, a long time away, but like, I just feel so, so much better. And I understand that it's completely a choice to continue to do this every time. So I'm just like, well, I make it. I make the choice every day. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a big one to cross off. Yeah, that is huge. And you've passed the six month mark now. Yeah, they say that this is when things get really fucked up. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like, this is like when you really are like, okay. But, well, no, I'm looking forward to the next few months with you then. I feel pretty good. Yeah, I feel good about it. <laughs> no, you should. You should. Uh, let's see. I, you know. I guess this is intre- your your sobriety made me think if you would have asked me this question years ago going vegan would have been on my bucket list but now that I've been vegan for almost five years I just don't think about it as a bucket list item but that was that was one for me because I had wanted to go vegan for like 10 years before I actually did yeah so that goes back to like when do you start these bucket list items I mean mm-hmm. it's just it's yeah. kind of cool when you actually accomplish them. You don't really realize it. You're like, oh, shit, this is something that I really actively chose to do. Yeah, right, right. Well, one that I did write down was to watch the first sunrise of a new year. I oh, did yeah. that a couple of years ago. I watched it over like Michigan here in Chicago. I wasn't feeling well and didn't go out to any New Year's parties. Well, I think I went out and left at like eight. I, I had some sort of a stomach flu. This is pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. Anywho, I woke up early and walked. I, at the time, lived, I still do, pretty close to Lake Michigan. So I walked out. And um, you know, Chicago's on the west side, so the sun rises over the lake. It was gorgeous. Um, just bundled up with some hot cocoa. Ooh, ooh. Made it work. My soul. I know. I love I it. I tried to re... Um, was it this year? I think it was this year I was going to do it again because I loved it so much, but it was all overcast. Yeah. So I wasn't going to be able to see anything. It's heartbreaking. You tried the sun. You tried the sunrise. I tried the sunset. And it was just shit for both of us. But yeah. But I've done it once. And it was one of my, you know, here's the thing I feel like with most years I go to a New Year's party and they kind of all blur together. I'm like, oh, yeah, what year was I at that party where that happened? And then like, you know what I mean? They all just kind of. But that is one New Year's that always stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was also, if, if anyone's ever been to Chicago, the lakefront, it's packed. Even during wintertime, there's always people walking along it. It was the quietest I'd ever seen the lakefront. Because who is who's out on January 1st at you know 7 a.m. when the sun's coming up? Just me. Some dude walking his dog and three drunk people who were clearly out all night and stumbled to the lake. The mm-hmm. five of us watched a beautiful sunrise together. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're not starting a trend now. Oh, I know. That's that's a good point. Don't do that if you live in Chicago. <laughs> Don't go. To see yes, the go, go to the bar. Sunrise. Thank you. <laughs> all right. What else have you crossed off your list? Um, Coincidentally, I guess I crossed off being a homeowner um i mean being in this condo like i this condo has been a part of my life since 
uh, a former partner of mine purchased it. And I contributed so much throughout the years. And I've always been like, I can't wait to get the hell out of here and like actually make some other place my other, like my actual home. But I think in the last year or so, I've realized that like what our friendship is now and what she's basically, you know, given me and included me in and now legally put me into that I've just had that this whole time where I just felt like I didn't have the freedom, but I actually am there. And it's just, I I do have a place that I can call home and I have say over. And that was something that I didn't really realize until recently that I actually can make all these choices and not have to worry about shit. Yeah. Took Except for that homeowners association. They'll get Except you every for them, time. They really wanted to see the paperwork. Well, we fucking gave them to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We showed up with the proof. Yeah. No, that is, that's a huge, I feel like that's another thing that's underappreciated on bucket list is like milestones, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just such a power struggle for so long thinking like, oh my God, is this mine? Is this yours? What? Who's doing what? Like, what do I have say over? What do I can do this? And it like... I realized it was just me the whole time. I'm like, she actually has given me the freedom to just take over this. I just have to be ready to take it. And, you know, this was the year that I was. Mm. Yeah. 2022. And I'm busting the HOA's balls every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, well, one other one that I have crossed off my list was to see a Red Sox World Series game. And I did that in 2018. I flew out to, actually flew out and watched the game in LA. They were playing the Dodgers. It was easier because the LA games were on the weekend. And it was, I just had a lot of crazy things happening at work. And it wasn't going to be realistic to fly out to see a game at Fenway in Boston. Uh, but people told me, can I tell you the quick story of it? They're like, wait till the day of the game to buy your ticket, which is terrifying because like I bought a plane ticket last minute to L.A. I had to find an Airbnb and I'm only looking for my ticket to the game the day of. Like, what yeah. if I don't get one and I'm now just like paid a really expensive flight and Airbnb in L.A. for no reason? But they were right. People, I think, that are wanting to sell their World Series tickets get more desperate, and so the prices drop the day of. And if you're buying a solo ticket, you can get... I ended up getting a great seat for a really good price because it's harder to sell solo tickets. Most people are going with somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a really fun experience. Met some random other Red Sox fans. I was sat next to a bunch of Dodgers fans, but they were lovely. So cool those are my pro tips for anyone that has that on their bucket list get your hotel get your flight wait till the last minute to buy a resale ticket or resale ticket okay so for those of us who don't buy tickets to the sports <laughs> um what do you have to do do you are you approaching one of those guys that's outside with his two fingers up or what are you doing what are you doing no, I went to StubHub. Like, there's there's sites okay. online where people can, you know. I don't know how last minute I'm like, I'm showing up to the stadium. Hopefully <laughs> somebody's just holding up some, some what are they like? They got to be expensive tickets no matter what, but cheaper than, I, yeah. Yeah, I think I paid mine, like, around 500 for mine. 
which is expensive but not nearly as much as they were going for a couple days before yeah no i (laughs) i would not take at this point because they do the instant download tickets and the electronic i would definitely go through a website like stubhub i think there's a few others i would not do craigslist i know people sometimes find luck with craigslist but that hell stubhub has some guarantees built into it so yeah you're like your money is a little more protected if you buy a a fake ticket there okay yeah good you're to not know. just handing some guy with two fingers up you know a thousand dollars and then that's it yeah I, I get confused when i get to stadiums because when i see somebody with two fingers up i'm like do you want two tickets are you selling two tickets yeah. should there be a there should be some more information than just that right <laughs> right it is kind of interesting that like isn't the reason they put their fingers up because it's like semi-illegal to be reselling like it was some sort of legality thing they didn't want to get caught selling tickets outside the ballpark i don't know why ticket scalping is what it's called right right and that was like somehow not allowed but yet um reselling tickets on StubHub is totally fine and cool so i i don't i don't understand i don't know the laws behind it I know that my dad approached a few of those people, though, for sure. I don't know if he was buying or selling. No clue. Swindled out of money or if he got the actual ticket. <laughs> no, we, we must have gotten an actual ticket because he would have probably gone fucking batshit if he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on to things uh, that are on our bucket list to do, do you have any others that are crossed off you want to share? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm, that's all I've accomplished in my life so far. So let's move on there. (laughs) That's it. That's it. (laughs) Nothing else. All right. Well, kick us off. What are your items that you're working toward? I think one of the items I'm working towards, which is more of an internal one, would be to like create a a better relationship with some of the people in my family. Um, I don't want to say it was a bad, I've had bad relationships with them, but like I could just see so much more opportunity for like getting to know some of the older people in my family at this point. Hmm. I like that. I feel like mine kind of of a similar vein is learning to set better boundaries because I've not ever done that very successfully. And I think that is, um, something that's within my control that would lead to a lot better outcome as far as my mental health i have a history of never saying no and you know we could go on and on that's not what really this is this episode's supposed to be a lighthearted bucket list but uh yeah learning to set boundaries is like a personal thing i'm working on that's that's a great uh, bucket list thing because people will die without boundaries and they'll probably be fucking miserable mm-hmm. really burn yeah. out you don't want that indeed i do not what else you got um this one's a lot not lighthearted at all but there's just a certain feeling i want to get from backhanding somebody and i don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like I, especially lately there's like one person in particular that i just wish that i could just slap the shit out of and i've not ever experienced that type of violence on anybody but i think there's just one time where i want to be able to do it just you know once. what i mean it's just you only need to do it once it's not like a marathon you don't have to get the bug and keep slapping everybody 
I mean, is it is it from How I Met Your Mother, the slaps giving? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 where he gets five slaps. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want one. Just one. Yeah, I think that's fair and reasonable. I don't think you're asking for too much. Yeah, like one where I'm like wanting to inflict pain, rage, suffering. Like whoever gets it, though, is going to be. I would right. hope they're going to be. They're going to feel it. It'd be sad right. if I delivered it and they're like, oh, is that all you got? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's 37 years of like built up slap, slap frustration, slap stration that you're going to have to take out on someone. Yeah. So I want to do good. I don't know if there's a way to practice. Well, I'll tell you what. So this last Friday, I went to Chase Bank. Which, if you're in Chicago, you know this. A lot of their locations, in order to get to the ATM, you have to go into like a vestibule. And if it's after hours, you have to use your debit card to open up the door to get in. Um, And that's pretty... I I set the scene for that because unless you're in Chicago or, or cities that have those sorts of vestibule type setups, you probably wouldn't understand the story so I'm putting my card in to open up the door and some man approaches me he probably was homeless he appeared uh, a little bit disheveled but he's a tall man he walks right up to me like within a foot of me and just stares at me as like my credit card or my debit card is in the door and so I say can I help you and he just goes yeah and then he keeps staring at me and so I was like okay well I'm gonna go ahead and remove my debit card and walk away because I'm not gonna open up this little tiny vestibule for you to like follow me in and do whatever uh but anywho I had an umbrella with me because it was rainy I was like man sir if you if you give me a reason I will beat you with this umbrella I've never had a desire to beat somebody with an umbrella but right now I could beat you if you step one inch closer or make contact with me and I did I was like I wonder what it'd feel like like I I was full of like a ton of negative like anger energy already and he Uh was he was going to get all of that a survive like a survival mode ass kicking I think would be pretty intense (laughs) I think so too when especially when you have a weapon like an umbrella and I didn't have like the tiny ones like I had the you know the big ones that don't fold down all the way had some heft to it like I really could have gotten some swings in yeah did I I, I told you I was invited to um, a rage room with my last girl my last girlfriend after we broke up did I tell you that no she wanted which I mean I guess her maybe her mind was in the right place but it just felt like not the thing to do anyway for my birthday um, last year she wanted me to go to a rage room and just the two of us as like my birthday gift and i'm just thinking like i have you want me to go to a rage room with you and beat the shit out of things like i can't make myself do that because i a i think it's not really a realistic way to get rid of emotional rage and pain Mm -hmm. but i was just like what if this was the time where i'm locked in a room with you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with a fucking sledgehammer and something snaps within both of us. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How quickly can they get in and intervene, right? Because I think a sledgehammer it really only takes one swing. Yeah, and I know how to swing a sledgehammer at this point. I've learned the way. There's quite the technique. 
making a note to never go to the <laughs> rage room with Marinella. <laughs> yes, can have a loose grip. So let's keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, uh, moving right along. Let's see. <laughs> so this is kind of similar to something I've already crossed off my list, but I would love to see in the same day a sunrise over the Atlantic Ocean and then fly out and see the sunset in the Pacific Ocean. That's very doable. Yeah. It's chasing the sun. Chasing the sun all in one day. I've seen both. I've seen sunsets in the Pacific, and I've obviously seen sunrise over the East Coast, but I've never done it all in one day, and I think that'd just be a fun thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you can't see the sunrise from here. You can from the other coast. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. Catch, catch you could do that. Sun. You could do like a mini uh, version of this in Florida where you could start on the Atlantic coast and watch the sunrise and then drive over to the Gulf side and watch the sunset. It'd be like a little mini version of this. Yeah, I was just I was just telling somebody that I started seeing that she went to the Clear, Clearwater Beach in the morning for sunrise. And I, I knew that there was going to be no sunrise, but I didn't want to be like, oh, you're not going to see the sunrise. But she didn't. And I was like, well, I thought maybe you were just going to enjoy the knowledge that the sun was rising <laughs> while you were on the beach. But it would be nice it. to like be able to just jet across Florida. Yeah. And yeah. catch them both. I, I just feel really bad that that person's education let them down on either that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west or that Clearwater Beach faces the west. I'm not sure where the education gap was, but it was obviously... Maybe both I, of those I don't things. know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna blame the fact that she wanted a sunrise and that's it. That's all you can do. <laughs> well, how about you? What else is on your list? What else is on my list? Man, after the bitch slap, what else can I put down? I don't know. I don't know how you didn't end with that one. That's the best one, I gotta imagine. Okay. Well, I've always had like this desire to like build something structurally. I guess that's the opposite of tearing something down. <laughs> Like, I mean, obviously a, a house or something would be quite the feat, but like, I don't know, something where you can like build a foundation, walls, roof, put some power in. Like, I want to know how to do that. Hmm. Those are good skills to have. Yeah. Do you ever watch those YouTube videos where people will like um, time lapse their whole building of like a cabin or, you know, farmhouse uh, or something? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I think the closest I've got was, like, I was obsessed with tiny homes for a while until I realized, like, I don't want to move the home around. I want to be able to s just keep it where it's at, but. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, though, I think that's a, I like the idea of knowing how to build things or something that feels very, I don't know. I, I also wonder if it's because historically women we're not invited into the spaces of like construction and architecture and building. And so there's something exciting about seeing more women do those things now. Yeah, it's, it's our yeah. world. Mm -hmm. All right, well, some of my ones that I have left are more kind of experiences I want to have at some point. Uh, so I would love to see a total solar eclipse. I've seen partial solar eclipses, but never a total one. And the next one I think that happens in the United States is April 2024. And I've been like keeping it on my radar because I don't think I'd have to travel far to do it. 
Is is the sky okay? So a total solar eclipse is that what you said? Yeah. So the moon gets between the sun and Earth, so it blocks out the sun, and you can stare up at the sun, and it's like blocked out by the moon. Yeah. I remember people going out into the parking lot with like glasses on to look at that not too long ago. Yeah, there was I there was in Chicago not too long ago a partial one. So I've only ever seen partial ones where it's like most of it is blocked out, but I've never seen a total one where uh you can just like stare up at it. Yeah, that would be beautiful. Cuz you know what it is, you remember there was a partial one not too long ago when President Trump was president. And they were like the one. telling everybody, like, remember, don't look up at the sun. Like, you have to stare at the ground. Like, you take, like, a punch a hole in paper and you, like, you know, put it on the ground and you can see the eclipse that way. And there's, like, the picture of him just staring straight into the sun. <laughs> don't do that unless it's a total solar eclipse. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, we'll say that's where things went wrong for that guy, but I don't know. I do remember being, like, a kid in Connecticut and then, like, I don't know why. I remember this so vividly like we had big glass windows in our cafeteria and anytime there was there must have been some kind of eclipse at that time they were like shut all the windows cover on the shades the children <laughs> and I'm like why the fuck did it just not tell us to go in that room <laughs> it was it was quite the display I also feel like something else secretive was happening and they just used that as the cover story yeah that's true <laughs> um let's see i also have uh a bucket list item to get a tattoo oh yeah you do what you have that design that you have already worked out in your mind and you just have to i know i kind of i've it. changed it like i've tweaked the idea of it over the years and so then i worry that if i settle on whatever it is in my head at this exact moment will I be upset with it a couple years later but everyone I know who has tattoos is never upset with their tattoo unless they got like a you know white supremacist sign that they later regret but other than those type yeah yeah I don't think most I think most people are okay with their tattoos they get used to them it's part of them I mean I, I have some things I would change about what I currently have maybe that's my new bucket list item as of right now is to create is something to surround the tattoo I have that makes it into the one that I really want. <laughs> mm, mm, gotcha. <laughs> well, what else do you have on the bucket list besides just that? Um, another one I have that I think would be probably really terrifying for me to do is to learn how to scuba dive. Oh. Because it seems like one of the scariest things that you could do to just submerge yourself that deep in the water. But I want to see all that stuff, so... There's like a piece to scuba. So I took scuba diving in undergrad and college and we Mm -hmm. scuba dived at the pool. But then we went out and did a couple of dives in Florida. And there is something that is both eerie yet very peaceful about being that far below the water because it's like so much quieter than if you're just a little bit below the surface of the water. Uh, and there is just, yeah, like I said, it's kind of this eerie yet calm and peaceful. I don't know. Um, but it is kind of mind-blowing to be um, that far below the surface and uh, mm-hmm. being able to breathe and, and see things that you'd have no way of seeing at surface level. 
I think that's the part that freaks me out is how, how is the breathing happening? You know what I mean? It just doesn't compute to me. But I guess it's happening. Yeah. And you do, before you do any real diving, they teach you, you know, you go through some, I think it's called an, if memory serves, uh, it's like an octopus is the thing that you put in your mouth. And like, they teach you how to like, if it gets water in the line, how to like purge the water out. Um, They teach you how to, so like if you run out of oxygen and one of your, you know, fellow divers you would share an octopus you'd like hand it back and forth so that you could like use their oxygen supply Mm -hmm. and then like you you're weighted as well so um like absolute worst case scenario if you like run out of oxygen and there's no one to share with or some emergency happens you like drop your weight so that you go to the surface real quick but that's Mm. when you get like the bends that people talk about you get like the was it the nitrogen in your blood or something i might yeah it has been a while since I took my scuba course, so I'm probably misremembering everything. But they teach you all of that, though, before you they take you out diving. So you do have, like, you know, some confidence in how the equipment works and all that jazz. Yeah, I, I would assume this is no Cancun excursion, although they'll probably try to sell you on it. We're like, yeah, we'll come out here for three hours, get you down there, and good to go. Give you a margarita afterward. <laughs> on your way up there'll be a frozen (laughs) margarita to greet you um i think there are places where you can get certified in like a weekend that they they you know take you out each day and like progressively teach you all the different you know skill levels to get certified but Mm -hmm. it usually is a couple of like building up in intensity and skill of like the diving and what you do okay so you can totally do it you'll love it I'll start at the uh, the YMCA, and I'll let you know. Putting that down here, YMCA. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, another one probably in line with my Red Sox World Series game. I want to visit all of the Major League ballparks, and I've done about – should have actually counted them up to be certain. I think I've done around 13, 14 of them. There's uh, – what the 32 teams yeah but here's the thing i don't know i've done some ballparks that are no longer in existence that the team has like got an updated ballpark so do i have to then revisit that city and see their new ballpark or does it still count because i saw them at their old ballpark old ball so there's an old ballpark in the same city yeah so like i've seen i've been to turner field where the braves used to play and now i Mm -hmm. can't remember the new ballpark's name but it's a different ballpark where the atlanta braves play so like do i need to go visit that ballpark or does it count since i've been to turner field Mm, i feel like you probably need to revisit because it's going to be a different place it's going to be totally different that takes off a couple of the ballparks i've been to then Well, come and see the Rays because nobody else will. Okay? Thank you. (laughs) That one's already crossed off the list, and I uh, regret that that was an early one. Oh, yeah. Well, when they do a new one, allegedly. Allegedly. Get a new ballpark. Yeah, we'll see. I was also at that ballpark. This is how long ago I've been to that ballpark when they used to actually have the manta rays in the tank out in the outfield that you could pet. Because they don't have those anymore, I don't think, right? They took them out. I think they took them out. I think it was getting a little dicey with them, maybe. People were kind of not doing the right thing to the race. Really? Drunk people at a baseball game not treating <laughs> them properly? 
Something about overconsumption of peanuts. I don't know. They were like, what's going on with these things? <laughs> no, I don't know. They, they definitely took them out, though. I also remember at Bush Gardens riding uh, Montu and it used to have the gator pit at the beginning. Remember? And they took oh, out the gator yeah. pit, too. They took that out? Well, maybe somebody, maybe somebody got a little too close. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure people were dropping stuff into it, right? I'm, I'm sure it's similar to, like, the manta rays at... Uh, yeah, or the devil rays, or whatever they were called. What, I guess what's their manner? Their stingrays, their stingrays, their manner. They're all different types of rays, right? That's why they changed it to the rays with the little sunburst because they were like, "What is a devil ray?" I don't know. I don't know. I, do I look like a zoologist? I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm an astrologist. Get it right. <laughs> you can do it all. Well, anything else on your bucket list? I feel like mine are so basic, but I, I guess the, like the last one is is just to hopefully find a person that would be wonderful to spend the rest of my days with. Yeah, and, that's on my bucket list too. And if it doesn't happen, though, th- at this point in my bucket list, I'm very confident with myself as well. So it's just a nice add-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the cherry. I've got a Sunday going, but it'd be nice to get a little cherry on top if I can. But if not, the Sunday is still delicious. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be the cherry on top, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Trying to find something else to add to the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last stop. But I'll just go ahead and agree it's the cherry on top yeah yeah that's that's kind of where i am it is definitely a bucket list item for me but i also i'm happy with myself i don't necessarily want any children so it's not like i need someone to procreate with uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i will say i've got one more um bucket list item and that is to swim in every ocean I know people have bucket lists about like visiting every continent. I would love to swim in every ocean. Okay, what are all the oceans, Elizabeth Hathaway? Oh no. Well, <laughs> I mean, you do kind of. So there's the Atlantic and the Pacific, the Indian Ocean, and then you kind of, um, you know, you get into like <laughs> the Arctic. Antarctic Ocean and yeah. the Arctic ocean and it's like can you swim in those oceans you can I stand think on you them can maybe what's up a little glacier i think so right like i i know that they do cruises in the like to antarctica and i think you can step you know in the water down there right that would be considered the antarctic ocean because i think they they now consider that an ocean right they put it up to five oceans mm-hmm. recently yeah yeah and then I think if you're in like northern Norway, <laughs> when I'm, you know, going to that hotel to check out the northern lights, we'll just go swim in the ocean up there. That's got to be the Arctic Ocean. Yeah, we think so. It's a twofer. Yeah. A little twofer there. That's got to, I think that's got to count. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty temperature sensitive. I feel like I can only handle the Gulf of Mexico. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bitch with the cold water. So. Um, well, I mean, you know, the Pacific and Atlantic have warm locations. You know, you could do Hawaii for the Pacific oh, yeah, Ocean. Yeah. That would be lovely, right? And uh, I think, you know, the Gulf of Mexico would, 
I mean, it'd be technically considered swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. What's the technicality on that, right? Because it is it's, really it's technically a gulp. like it's gonna uh, yeah, it's gonna make it out to the Atlantic, right? Someday. Right. And you've been in um. You've been in the Atlantic Ocean. You've been to the East Coast. Yeah. Yep. So you've knocked that one off. Yeah. Yeah. Now we just got to get you up to. You know what, though? I know that you said it's temperature, but with global warming, I think give it 10 (laughs) years and you'll be just enjoying the Arctic Ocean. It'll be a refreshing place to bathe. Do we think that the passengers of the Titanic would have survived the ocean temperatures at this time because of global warming? Do we ever think about that? I mean, maybe, right? They might have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. They did all, like, freeze to death, but maybe now they would have survived. Yeah, might have been a nice 60-degree bath. We don't know. Well, leave everyone on that thinker, you know? (laughs) Leave them to ponder. The 1,500 people who perished in the Titanic drowning might survive. Oh, it always comes back to, to that. Well, I think that's it for this week. Yes, please don't kick the bucket. Oh, yeah, please don't, time. listeners. We hope you're back next week. But work yeah. on that bucket list. Just just not kicking the bucket part of it. Yes, please. All right. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>